thanks for joining us again. I'm Kathy Warzer, and this is Living with the End in Mind, a podcast production from the End in Mind Project. Now, I'll admit that some people tend to freak out over our name, End in Mind. We're a nonprofit dedicated to helping people navigate difficult conversations around loss, grief, serious illness, and yes, death. We're also about finding ways to live fully in spite of all of those uncomfortable stages of life. And that is why we have this podcast. Along the way, we've met some amazing people living very full lives with serious illnesses. You really look at living. You want to live more. You know, the autumn leaves are changing. There are times I just pull over on the side of the road and I'm looking at these amazing colors and I'm thinking, wow, look at God and all this glory here. It makes you stop and appreciate everything in your life. Yeah, we hear that a lot from people who are living with life-threatening illnesses. They don't take their lives for granted. They're so sick and sometimes close to death that the living is made that much sweeter. We talked with Minneapolis-St. Paul broadcast journalist, marathoner, and Crohn's disease thriver, Sonia Goins, in 2019. But her life has taken quite a turn since. Her story is coming up next. By the way, this episode is made possible by Susan Boren and the staff of Accredited Investors Wealth Management of Edina, Minnesota. When we last talked with Sonia Goins, a 50-something woman juggling a job in TV news and serious health issues, she was battling her way through a difficult and painful Crohn's disease flare-up. She hadn't eaten solid food in more than a year because her digestive system was so raw and inflamed. In January of 2020, she made a decision, or rather the disease made the decision for her. She had her colon removed. And it was pretty major. I mean, I now have an ostomy and it's given me my life back. So I'm able to eat now because for two years I wasn't able to eat because I had ulcers in my colon and they would bleed. And, you know, that's that's a medical emergency. So I was fed for, yeah, on and off for two and a half years. I couldn't eat no food at all. I would drink water and I would eat candy. You know, really, my life was in danger. There was a couple of times I was rushed to the emergency room because I was bleeding in my colon. And, and you can die. In fact, we have a mutual friend that just passed last year from Crohn's disease. And you think it's a digestive disease, no cure. But you don't really think in the back of your mind that you're going to die from it. And as she's done in the past, Sonia let the world peek into her life via social media, posting this video post-surgery as she gingerly walked the hospital hallway, weak, tethered to an IV pole with her new stoma she calls Stella that empties into a small bag strapped to her side. I'm training for my next half marathon. <laughs> It's not as bad as I think. I appreciate all the prayers and well wishes from everybody. I think I got this. Okay, you got it. I mean, there's a lot of stigma associated with it. I really didn't want to have a bag, a bag of poop to be so bluntly (laughs) hanging on you, but it's not as bad as I thought. I mean, it's it's a small device that part of my intestines is, you know, formed outside your stomach and mm-hmm. waste goes into this little bag. 
but it doesn't smell or anything like that because it's sealed on you. I'm thinking, oh my God, people could smell this or see this, but I've been able to exercise. I swim with it. I have my life back. And, you know, unless I lift up my shirt and show you this appliance, you would never know that I had this on me. I used to be, you know, ashamed about it, but I want people to know that it's not a death sentence. Yes, you have to wear this thing, but you can still live your life. And Sonia started living again. She started running as an outlet to deal in part with the harsh headlines of the day. Hey, y'all, I'm running for Ahmad, 2.23 miles today. He's the young man that was gunned down in Georgia while jogging. No one should be treated like that. By the way, this is the first time I'm fully running since my surgery in January. I'm in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. And, you know, it's just a shame that that would happen to anyone. Anyway, 2.23 miles from mud. And Sonia got back into the gym. And yes, she started eating real food again. Even though I had surgery in January, it wasn't until like March or April that I could really enjoy the food because it took me a while to like ease back into eating, but it felt like heaven. I gained gained like 12, (laughs) I gained like 12 pounds because I was baking cakes and banana nut bread. You know, I was shoving food in my mouth. I mean, there was nothing that I couldn't eat. But then the COVID pandemic hit just after her surgery, which presented another set of challenges. I wasn't able to see my surgeon for like the six month checkup until June. Like I did a video virtual with him, but he didn't actually see his fine work (laughs) until June when they open up the clinic again. Are you Crohn's free? Is that the right thing to say? No. Okay. No, because there's not a cure for Crohn's. This is just, this is just, you know, getting rid of the bad part of my disease. But the disease can always come back in other areas. Like it could pop up in my small intestines. So I have an ileostomy. So only thing I have now is a small intestine and it takes the place of my larger colon. I still have my rectum, which is also considered part of your colon, but mine is temporary. So if I wanted to go back and have it redone, I could, but I haven't made that decision yet. And because of another twist and an unwelcome one in her life, that is the least of the decisions Sonia has had to make. That is coming up next. So to recap, Sonia Goins, who had just had her colon removed in January, finding a sense of freedom from the painful and debilitating digestive disease called Crohn's disease, was doing fine until she discovered something that sends chills through most women. I was supposed to have a mammogram in January, the same time I had the surgery. So I had put off getting a mammogram until August 8th. Well, (laughs) in July, towards the end of July, I found a lump in my right breast. (gasps) And yeah, and I was just like, I'm going to be honest with you, I was so scared. I went to my general practitioner And they got me in for a mammogram. And they said, you need a 3D mammogram since you found a lump. So they wanted to do a 3D mammogram and an ultrasound. And right away, they told me, they said, we're almost 99% sure that this one lump is cancerous. 
I was like, oh my God. But they said, we're not sure. So I was still holding on to that 1% chance that it wasn't breast cancer. Well, three or four days later, I get a call and they said, yes, not only is that one lump, but they found another lump and two tumors in my lip nodes. So like four spots. Uh. So after that, I mean, that was crazy. I was in the middle of cooking dinner and I just fell to the floor. I'm like, what am I going to tell my kids? What am I going to tell my parents? In fact, I didn't tell anyone anything for like two weeks. I did reach out to two friends that I know that have gone through breast cancer and they kind of helped guide me through this process. But, you know, my, my kids, even though they're young adults, you know, they still need me. And I'm like, I want to live. I was diagnosed after they did the biopsy with stage two breast cancer, but I'm also HER2 positive. HER2 positive is a protein that causes cancer cells to grow. So maybe like, yeah, so like five or seven years ago, this would have been a death sentence, you know, but now they're saying like, this is the breast cancer to get because they are targeted therapy drugs that can stop that. And so I'm on two chemo drugs and two targeted therapy drugs. Well, (laughs) the chemo drugs and the targeted therapy drugs also cause you to be dehydrated. They make you have diarrhea. Oh, So it messes with my electrolytes, like my potassium and magnesium. Potassium is what you need to control your muscles, like your heart muscles. Yes. So I was put in the hospital a couple of weeks ago because it was messing with my heart rhythm. So it's really scary. You know, I had to go to the emergency room like two weeks ago, too, after the second treatment. So along with fighting cancer, I'm trying to balance having this ostomy and deal with the drug. It's really hard on my body. Not only do the cancer drugs make me nauseous and, you know, vomiting and stuff, and you're so tired. There are times when I can't even hold my head up. (laughs) It's, It's hard to explain. It almost feels like your feet are floating. Wow. Are you still working? I am still working. I can't afford to quit because I need my health insurance. And then also... I've missed so many days of work. So that's, you know, that's hard. But I'm trying to work because that's what keeps me sane. Do you think your faith is really what's keeping you afloat, among other things? Yeah. You know, I pray a lot. I will say, I think Crohn's has prepared me for this. You know, you really look at living. You want to live more. You know, the autumn leaves are changing. There are times I just pull over on the side of the road and I'm looking at these amazing colors and I'm thinking, wow, look at God and all his glory here. It makes you stop and appreciate everything in your life. It is interesting that you brought up your attitude. We were talking to Randy Shaver for this podcast, and he is a two-time survivor of cancer, prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. And he said the very first time he went in for his very first chemo treatment, the oncology nurse said to him, attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. And he thought about that And he is kind of in the thick of his second battle. So that sounds like that is something that resonates with you too, that attitude is one of the very important things to have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I also think I learned a long time ago, especially with battling Crohn's disease, that you have to have a positive mindset. So (laughs) I try to like tell myself, yes, you can do this, you know, especially with God and like pray, pray, pray. 
And there have been so many people that reached out to me, friends and strangers, who have said, hey, I'm praying for you. And it really means a lot. I could feel it, you know. I also try to have a sense of humor, too. So like <laughs> doing my <laughs> doing my chemo treatments, I have done TikTok videos dancing. <laughs> yeah, the woman who ran marathons with a 12-pound IV bag strapped to her back is now dancing her way through chemotherapy. And it is not easy. She just makes it look that way. Let me be honest with you. I also reached out to a counselor, both for Crohn's and for this, because it is hard and it is easy to get depressed. There are days where I don't want to get out of the bed, you know, but I'm like, you have to get out of this bed. Your, your family's counting on you. You are blessed, even though you're going through this trial, it's only temporary. I have to look at it as a temporary thing. I can't look at this as like, this is going to be my life for the rest of my life. It's not, you know, and I know if I just hang on for a couple of more months, it's going to be okay. So like I said, my faith, I keep going back to my faith, you know, mm-hmm. pray, pray, pray. But yeah, there's plenty of times I think I feel like Job. I'm like, what else? <laughs> what else could happen to, to me? But uh, <laughs> why not me? I mean, it could be anybody that this happens to. I just think it just happened to me. And I have to like deal with it. There's, there's no other choice. You just have to deal with it. Because you're a woman of faith, Sonia, do you think God put you in this situation for a reason? Um, I, you know, that's a hard one. I don't know. I think, you know, I'm not perfect, but I tend to pray a lot. I, I'd like to say I'm spiritual. I'm like, I know where my help comes from and I know I can do everything with him. People were always amazed that, hey, you're running a half marathon with an IV bag. But I wanted to show people that no matter what your circumstances, you can live a good life. Yeah. So what? I have an ostomy bag. I'm not going to let that stop me from living. You know, so what? I have breast cancer. I'm not going to stop it from making me live a good life. You know, I'm going to enjoy every moment I have left on this earth. (laughs) We're going to be following you every step of the way. Thank you. Sonia, be at peace. Be at peace. All the best. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on your podcast. I appreciate it. Sonia Goins says she is looking forward to the holidays, even though they'll be different because of COVID, because there's still cornbread dressing and turkey to eat, something she hasn't had the chance to have in a couple of years. Thanks to her stoma, Stella, She's got her life back. And because of the surgery at the beginning of the year, it allowed her to get stronger so she could fight another disease, breast cancer. As Sonia Goen says, in her world, every day is like Thanksgiving. Sonia's daughter has created a GoFundMe campaign to help her mom with medical expenses. There's a link we've posted if you'd like to donate. And that's it for this episode of Living With the End in Mind. Expertly edited by Jenna Lee Park, produced by Palisade Productions and made possible with generous financial support from Susan Boren and accredited Investors Wealth Management of Edina, Minnesota. If you'd like to sponsor a podcast episode, just go to endinmindproject.org and make a gift. And thank you for doing that. I'm Kathy Worzer. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay curious. Stay curious.